on in, come on in, come on in. What's up, citizens? Yes, I am your V-Pod caster host, Jay Starks, and welcome to the Bingo Book Podcast. We are on episode three, zero, 30, man, hold up. <laughs> of course, for those of you returning to the show, we greatly appreciate your patronage. And, you know, to any new listeners or watchers of our live stream content, we are glad to have you here and hope that you'll continue to support us. But, hey, you know, let's have us a great time, shall we? Well, of course, we have our summer 2022 anime discussions for our Saturday slate. And in today's episode, we'll be discussing several topics such as... Ooh, such as classes on the first day of school. Were you nervous on your first day of school? Or maybe you couldn't wait to find out who you had classes with. I mean, if you're like me, then you definitely <laughs> kind of hope that you had an idea who you were going to be paired up with, right? <laughs> uh, exciting times, but we'll also be discussing, are you a visual eater? Now, I definitely want to know if you eat with your eyes more than your stomach. All right, we have our first anime for discussion, and that is Shadow's House, Episode 7, titled Individual Investigations. In this episode, Luis and her human doll, Lou, greet several different shadow nobles in the children's ring of ring the children's wing of shadow's house to determine what suit powers each one of them have as she plans to turn this information over to kate so she can determine who the phantom criminal is in this household now to obtain more info for kate lou had to perform extensive facial expressions to replicate Lewis's feelings, and because of this, she was being overworked. Now, you know, for those of y'all watching the live stream, you know, if you look at Lou, who is the young lady on the right-hand side, um, if you see her eyes, they have this kind of blotch purple look on it. You know, I mean, it looks like she's very tired, very sleepy, and that's what I mean by uh, her being overworked. She was trying to keep up so hard with Luis's um, expressions that she pretty much ran herself into the ground. And so it begs the question, um, you know, being fake, you know, I can't say beg the question, but rather a statement of being fake requires too much energy. It really does. You know, I mean, if you have ever participated in an event where you really didn't want to be there, uh, or maybe you had to save face and act a certain way um, because you didn't want to bring any negative attention to yourself or your peers, then you put on a facade, a mask, if you will, that is not truly who you are. You know, now I can, you know, give y'all instances for myself where, um, you know, it's no secret that I love anime. Uh, I love video games, specifically fighting games, uh, but I'm not going to relay all this information 
to people that I don't know, don't trust. And honestly, those that don't seem to share the same um, pastimes as me, things that I enjoy. So at that moment, I'm kind of faking the funk. You know, that's it's not truly my real nature. You know, I'm probably much more bubbly, uh, live, um, you know, just attentive and, and really want to enjoy my time with folks that I'm around. But in a certain setting, you might have to be a lot more reserved and laid back. And because of that, you know, you using all of this energy to pretty much capsule, capsulize something that you're not exactly that type of person. And because of that, you get drained. Now, isn't it a surprise that when you go home and you come from a long day of work or school and you, you know, because you put on this act and not showing your true selves to other people, you're like, ah, oh, I'm so tired. Like my body, like I like I, I just feel so drained of energy. And I really do believe that a lot of this is because of being fake. Yes, you know, you putting on a show for other people outside of your own personal circle requires so much energy. Um, and yeah, like I, it's no surprise that, you know, you, you may feel that way when you get home. So, you know, I, I, it would be great that if in every situation you could be your authentic self, but you know, we got to come back to the statement of secure the bag. <laughs> <laughs> secure the bag at all costs. And, you know, and if that means that you have to, uh, and it's not necessarily say that you are being 100% fake per se, it's more so of you're, you may only be giving 25% of yourself and you're not willing to um, showcase that other 75%. That doesn't necessarily mean you're fake. That just means that, you know, you are waiting for a certain moment to where you can possibly show more of yourself. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's strategy, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta play the game to win, you know, and they, you hear the saying all the time, you know, it's not about winning the battle. It's about winning the war. And, you know, if, if you're putting in that time and, and doing whatever you have to do to climb that ladder, Hey, it is what it is. Trust me. I understand, <laughs> but, but hey, if, if, but if you're getting, you know, gray hairs really fast and, you know, super fatigued and it gets to a point where you're like, you just like, okay, I don't know if I'm able to go to work anymore because of all the fakeness that I have to put on the facade and the backstabbing or whatever else that happens, you know, at the work or school or whatever, then, you know, it might be a good idea to suggest doing, going somewhere else, you know, maybe a new school, maybe a new job, you know, that, that could basically happen. But, you know, if you have goals in mind of things that you're trying to accomplish, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play the chess game. Okay. We move, we move to our next anime for discussion. <laughs> a bit says, Hey, that's, that's facts, bro. That's facts. When it comes down to do what you got to do to secure that bag, you know, with the with the guy shades on, shades on. <laughs> All right, on to our next one. Okay, 
we have when will Ayumu? I always say his name wrong for some reason. <laughs> when will Ayumu make his move? Episode seven. I can't just quit, senpai. Now the title is actually pretty cool, like how this whole episode went down. But unfortunately, I can't give y'all the whole synopsis of this episode. So you're definitely gonna want to go and check this out if you have the opportunity. But in this episode. Ayamu and Urushi return back to school for their sophomore and junior year in high school. And now they both attend uh, the Shoei Club and decide to meet up there and then walk together to the class attendance board that posts which classes each of the students will be attending for the rest of the year. Um, they both became very, very excited when they realized that they had a class together. Now, there's a whole like lot of stuff that kind of went down in this episode where a, a new student showed up and challenged uh, Ayamu to a, um, a uh, oh my God, I can't remember the discipline, the, but it's like fencing in a way, I guess you could say. Somebody, I know somebody out there is like, no, it was, it was definitely not. Oh, Kendo, Kendo. They uh, challenged him to a kendo match. And so it was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, you know, but ultimately, you know, classes, you know, classes on the first day of school. And I feel like the first day of school signifies so many different things. I mean, of course, there's levels to each of these. Right. Um, you know, the first thought that comes to mind is when you're jumping from a different um uh, school level so let's say like going from elementary to junior high or middle school and then from that to high school you know that first day of school coming in as a sixth grader or maybe as a freshman in high school you know the nerves can definitely get the best of you because you're in a whole completely new setting generally a new building uh, with new staff, you know, as far as the teachers are concerned. And so you don't know exactly what to expect. And a lot of us, when it comes down to being in new situations, you know, we definitely get uh, a bit nervous and sometimes some, uh, somewhat frustrated because of the unknown that's to come. Now, uh, I, I like to think the, you know, as you're preparing for that first day of school, uh, the first thing that you are always considering, at least most people <laughs> that I went to school with, is clothes. Yes, the first day of school clothes, you got to go out and be fresh. fresh. <laughs> so fresh as you can be, you know, and I, I, I definitely um, now me, I'll be honest, you know, I was one of uh, those children, I can say from from my mom who. I honestly did not care about my clothes. You know, I, I know that sounds crazy when y'all see how like G'd up and just, you know, <laughs> just dope a, a guy looks right now. But, you know, believe me, honestly, you know, I, I, I never really cared about the way I look so much at school. And I'm not saying like, oh, I want to go to, you know, to, to school or classes uh, with, you know, holes in my socks. And, you know, stuff like that. And like, nah, I'm not taking it that far, but I'm saying more so of designer wear, you know, more expensive uh, apparel. So, you know, if you think about um, 
you know, just all of the name brands that most people tend to wear these days. Uh, I never was about that. It's like, hey, if you give me a fresh pair of khakis and a white T-shirt with some, I don't know, Air Force Ones or something like that, I'm calling it a day. I'm good. You know, I don't need really much anything else because in my mind, it's like, who am I trying to impress here? You know, now somebody out there looking like, bro, like you're trying to get you a main squeeze, Jay. You got to look the part too, bro. Like, you know, you got to, if you're putting in your application, you want to have a, a great first impression for your interview, right? So the way that you look, the way that you present yourself, that's a part of the package deal. And I'm, <laughs> I don't disagree with you, but I will say this, that uh, uh, just visualize pair of white tees khakis you know got my crease in the pants got my air force ones on you're like oh he must be a loke <laughs> <laughs> he must be from cali no 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 it's, it's it's not like that but uh i i just kept it low-key you know i mean it was good enough for me and and i i truly believe that if i have a conversation with you rather it be a friend or someone that you know maybe we end up getting involved in a uh relationship as we have a conversation i would hope that you could look past everything else that you see and realize like dang like jay is actually a really really good dude yeah and you know just keep it like that um, another thing about the first day of school is friends. Like you, of course, you you definitely want to make sure that you have the time to meet up with your friends. And I feel like that's one of the first exchanges. As soon as you get to the campus, you're automatically running and trying to find like your friend, your friends, so you can kind of click up with and do stuff with. You know, and of course, during that time, you're going to talk about your classes. Uh, maybe some people that came from other schools and y'all are finally able to get together and be at the same school at the same time. It's like a reunion, but it also could be uh, a uh, rite of passage where now you have this new member coming in the crew and you're trying to kind of size them up like, okay, do, are they really deserving of being with us? You know, it's, it's, it's a lot. But, uh, and then with the classes, you know, as you're talking amongst your friends, you know, you're definitely trying to share share that information of like, you know, hey, which class are you going to be in? And, you know, there's this um, most now most schools, as soon as you come in, like the first day or maybe like a week before school session starts, they hand you this paper or maybe you receive it, a, a digital copy, you know, via email or something like that. And it'll list the uh, classes that you have, the times that you have, along with the location, you know, so the periods of, of those classes that you have. Um, and once you actually get to school and you're around your friends and other students, that's when you get to just like find out, you know, y'all are kind of comparing notes and finding out, okay, oh, boom, we have the same a sixth period together or a fourth period together. And it's always like a great time, just like kind of uh, scouring that, you know, that information to find out like, how are y'all going to, you and your friends going to be able to link up together and hopefully y'all have some classes together. So you don't feel so alone, you know, in a, a new environment. Right. Um, who's calling me? Oh, 
My best friend's calling me right now. I I ought to put I literally ought to put him on speakerphone right now. <laughs> but I'll, I'll wait. But uh, and then of course you know the new students on the first day of school. Uh, I, I feel like that's one of the things that I enjoyed the most is seeing um you know students from a whole different part of town, state, or country. And I always found that to be like one of the most enjoyable parts because you know I I want to be so you know someone's friend and kind of you know initiate them into like how like what to expect um you know maybe some people that they should probably stay away from and others they could possibly click up with if they have like the same kind of um passions for certain things and you know i mean it's just fun you know and especially uh, you know, of course, that new attractive young lady or young man that comes on the campus and you're like, oh, like, <laughs> I'm calling dibs on that. <laughs> That's mine. That's mine. You know, this, you know, you and your friends kind of go back and forth or like who who got dibs on what, right? To get a first, I say get a first crack at it. You know, that that definitely does happen. But um, hey. Going back, you know, your boy Jay has an eighty percent bag rate. Just, just remember that. I need y'all to remember that. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next anime for discussion, and that is Call of the Night, Episode Seven, titled Seventh Night reproduce oh whoa 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 what are we reproducing here now <laughs> so in this episode ko ends up meeting a strange young lady in an underpass trying to avoid getting wet from the rain so just imagine you know it's raining outside um you have this uh you know kind of underpass like a bridge where other cars pass over, but you get underneath it and that's a way that you can avoid getting wet from the rain. And that's what Cohen's up doing in this episode uh, when he meets this strange chick. And so as he's talking to this young lady, he soon finds out that this uh, girl is a vampire of many that want to turn him into a vampire or kill him to spite Nazuna. Now, Cole winds up being kidnapped a little bit later and finds himself in the company of several different women vampires who all use very unique ways to try to seduce him. Oh, wow. Wow. They tried to put that thing on him. Young Cole in the building, y'all. <laughs> but, you know, one of them actually asked him, like, hey, like, Cole, what, what is your type? You know, and like, and she kind of, um, pivots and says, you know, I, I hope that you don't say I'm not your type because that would just destroy me if you would say that. And so she's using her kind of like cute, sexy wiles to, you know, kind of make him uh, be a little bit more submissive to liking her. And he just kind of comes out like, uh, honestly, you're not my type. <laughs> and she's like, wait, wait, Nani? Like what? Like she just like completely like shell shot. Uh, but it begs the question, do you have a dating type? Hmm. What, what y'all say, Chad? Do you have do y'all feel like y'all have a dating type at all? <laughs> now Bit says, hey, I low-key want to be with him too. <laughs> 
I mean, look, Cole, yo, Cole just pulling everything, you know, in his circumference. It's like, hey, if you come at least, you know, uh, 50 feet within his reach, oh, he got you. You know, he got you. You know, that's, 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 you know, he, he going to the player's ball for sure. <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, you know, I, I kind of want to give y'all this cookie jar analogy because I honestly think that is very true for most of us when it comes down to dating someone, right? So imagine you have this cookie jar and in this cookie jar, there is a huge assortment of different cookies. So you got your chocolate chip, your sugar cookies, um, snickerdoodles, <laughs> um, chocolate chip. I probably just said chocolate chip. Um, ray oatmeal, oatmeal raisin, just all these varieties of different cookies, right? Now, me myself personally, I'm an oatmeal raisin guy. Love oatmeal raisin cookies, and I like chocolate chip cookies. But sugar cookies are not necessarily on the top of my list. Like if I'm putting my hand inside of that cookie jar, I'm not normally going for the sugar sugar cookie. I'm most of the time going to go for that chocolate chip or oatmeal raisin, right? And so I'm trying to pull an oatmeal raisin. That's the first cookie that I'm looking for because that's my priority number one. And I pull it out the jar and boom, I got, I pretty much got what I want. I think that's how it is for most of us when it comes down to our dating types. It's like you have this hierarchy of like the things that you like. For example, you know, maybe I love, you know, personality is the first thing that's on top of my list. You have to have personality. So for me, um, if if you are a shell of yourself, uh, a yes person, like you don't have your own, you're not opinionated and have like your own thoughts and vocal about those thoughts, I'm most likely not going to find you attractive because I need someone that is able to kind of give me like that conversative energy, you know, and because I like having casual conversations about whatever. Like I can literally be on the phone with someone for four hours, you know, or in discord for a couple hours and we can talk about mad random things. And it's always a good time doing that. And so I, I enjoy a person with that type of uh, personality. Um, now looks, for example, you know, looks, you may be someone that feels like, okay, I can only have what I classify to be a eight or above, you know, they need to look like they could potentially model for uh, a commercial, you know, maybe like hand, hand modeling or something like that, you know, but look really cute in the face, you know, that, that could be a thing, um, you know, and then some, sometimes the dating type is based off of um, genes in a sense, like, uh, you know, does this person, is this person really tall? Does, is their family members pretty tall? I've literally have seen uh, conversations on other podcasts where a celebrity or athlete will say, you know, hey, if their uh, parents and siblings and stuff like that uh, historically aren't over six feet tall, I can't date them because I need a tall, I need, I need someone I could date that I know that's going to be as tall as me. And if we have kids together, if, if, if they're going to have kids together, um, biologically, then, 
Uh, I I have a good feeling that most most likely those children are going to be tall, if not taller than me and my significant other. And so it's like, dang, like you 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 know when you get into all of these like like little knickknack specifications, to me it's like no wonder people have such a difficult time dating, right? <laughs> <laughs> so one of y'all out there like yo i plead the fifth <laughs> jay, jay speaking to my soul right now <laughs> but yeah you know uh, but I, I will say this that attraction can come in many many different ways um and it can come when you least expect it you know i've said this before i think even in our last episode that uh, you never know who you like until you like that person. And what I generally mean by that is, you know, if you spend enough quality time with someone, uh, or sometimes it doesn't have to be a lot of time, maybe there are certain uh, gestures about that person uh, within their personality or the way that they look to you, uh, to where maybe you didn't consider them at first, but as you, as time goes on, you're like, dang, like, I actually, I'm really starting to feel this person. Like, man, like, Hey, I'm, I'm getting in my feelings. Like, what is this? What are these new feelings that are coming out of nowhere? And boom, you know, now it's it becomes a, a love thing, you know, or I, I guess it could be a lust thing too, right? <laughs> but yeah, you know, so I say don't be surprised if the love bug hits you in a way that you didn't expect. You know, sometimes you just gotta kind of go for the ride. Now, me, um, there are no rides. <laughs> there are, there's no Ubers. There's nothing here. So leave me, please leave me be. <laughs> uh, Bit says, Hey, no wonder people be single out here. Oh, Hey team, team oatmeal raisins. Hey, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. So let's move on to our next anime for discussion. And that is. Lycoris Recoil, episode eight, titled Another Day, Another Dollar. Woo! Yo, I love this title. Because <laughs> in my mind, I feel like I wake up like straight out of bed and I say this. This is my phrase. Hey, we got to we going to get to it any way that we can, because it's all about that bag at the end of the day. And, get, you know, your boy, Jay. Best believe I'm going to secure it. <laughs> well, in this episode, Takina realizes that the Lyco Cafe finances are in bad shape and takes the lead of the company's operations to boost the restaurant's revenue and sales. So Takina's like, bro, like we got to get some real money up in here. Hey, I'm taking over. Don't worry about it. I'm going to find a way for us to make some more money. So you know, we're we're living a lot better and don't have to worry about this building being possibly shut down. Uh, so also, you know, she creates this chocolate dessert that replaces a specialty from Chisato that's much cheaper. But Chisato, along with other members of the cafe, think that it visually looks uh, terrible. <laughs> In fact, they thought it looked like poop. <laughs> so for people that are watching the live stream right now, um, you can see this towering brown with some purple goo kind of coming out of some sauce on there or whatever. And I, like, yeah, like I kind of see the poop emoji. I, I, I kind of see it there. 
<laughs> but you know, it, it definitely raises some eyebrows and you know, thoughts of hey, are you a visual eater? Now, what you say, chat? Are y'all some visual eaters out there? I wonder, I really do. I wonder. Um, now you, I, I feel like there's a kind of categories when it comes down to eating. Uh, of course, you have your fancy visual eaters, so. Think about your uh, Iron Chefs, you know, TV shows where they have this amazing piece of art that they showcase with their food and everything on the plate looks fancy. Even the garments, garments that are put on, on there. Wait, did I say garments? <laughs> why, why are you putting clothes? <laughs> why are you putting clothes on food, Jay? <laughs> garnish, garnish on, on the food. And so... Um, and it just looks all perfectly laid out and it just looks amazing. It looks so good that you honestly don't even want to touch the food because you're scared you're going to mess up the plate. Right. And so I feel like there are some eaters. It's like, I can only have it that way. It has to look like top notch presentation. Um, then you have symmetrical eaters. And what I mean by symmetrical is like, everything has to kind of line up, you know, if there is a stack of, let's say, pancakes that are on a plate, you know, you can't have one of the one of the pancakes limping over the other one. Like, no, like they all need to be stacked equally on top of each other. And then it's like, OK, boom, like I can cut it and, it, and it'll I can eat it because it looks great, you know. And when even when they're cutting the uh, pancake, they're cutting it symmetrically, too, like right down like almost right down the middle perfectly right you know so uh and then lastly you have your commercial food type of type of visual eaters um think about commercials from some of your favorite restaurants and i feel like it's a little bit between your fancy and symmetrical eaters a bit where the presentation looks amazing like think about those sesame seed buns and it's just perfect. Like the, the patty that's on there, the lettuce looks fresh on there. The tomato, the cheese is kind of uh, perfectly sitting there. It's not gooey or dripping down or anything like that. It just looks totally, totally different. Right. And some people will say, Oh, that's amazing. Like I, I try to make and prepare my food that way. Uh, but then you have lastly, your, I guess some people will say sloppy eaters or, Honestly, just don't care eaters. And I I, I think I probably fit into that category. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm a straight up jambalaya kid. Like the way that I eat food is, especially like I can remember times when I was in school and we'd have like um, corn, um, maybe green beans and like the main dish might be like lasagna or something like that. Right. I would legit mix the corn, the green beans all into the lasagna and I'd mix it in like that. And I'd eat it straight up like that. Because I mean, to me it's like, okay, all of this is going in one place anyway. So like, why, why am I caring about what I eat first? And to be honest, I have a really, really good palate, so I can pretty much taste like all of the flavors from each um, uh, dish 
individually as I'm eating it, you know? So it's more so like an explosion of different flavors and foods in my mouth. Um, don't clip that. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> so like, like, what, what he just say? <laughs> but yeah, like it's, you know, I, I, to me, that's, I'll say I eat that way for the most part, but it also depends too on like the type of food or the texture of food that I'm eating. For example, like burgers, with burgers, I absolutely have to eat the burger first. And here's why. I I really despise when the buns on my burger get moist and wet. Like, I don't know if you've ever ate or attempted to eat a wet, like wet bread, but it's literally like the worst feeling <laughs> texture wise just anything like it just it tastes wrong it it, it tastes like a sin <laughs> and i can't do it like that's i'm out when it comes down to that so i normally would try to devour the burger first and i mean i i probably would honestly rather eat the fries first but because of my like feelings towards burger buns i'm always going to eat the burger first and i'll work towards the fries and everything else later right but yeah okay so let's move on to my next anime for discussion. And that is season four of Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Episode five titled Argo Festa, Heroic Slash of the Holy Flame. Man, what a... <laughs> What a stellar episode. You know, if you are a fan of action anime, you like, um, you know, more like mythical powers and stuff like that, uh, especially if you you enjoy video games that are MMOs or RPGs, uh, you'll really, really love this, this anime. But at the same time, I mean, we're on season four of this show. So honestly, if you have not heard of it, uh, till now, you know, you, you've definitely been living under a rock, but Hey, I don't fault you. You know, if you, this is your first time hearing about it, you know, I I'm glad to be the first person that you hear from as uh, uh, definitely a high recommendation because it's really, really good show. Um, but, uh, in this episode, you have, uh, how do who showcases her new spell that allows members of the Hestia's family to receive a significant boost in power. And I mean, there was so much more that happened in this episode, but I'm, I'm absolutely not going to spoil y'all on the events, but it was, it was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, the question that I have just based off of uh, how do powers is why are power boosts so good? Why, why power boosts good? Um, now why, the reasons why I like power boost, and this goes for anything that's related to like uh, powers with characters, whether it be anime, manga, video games, I mean, what have you, movies. Like, I always find like the power boost to be a really fun aspect uh, to a series because one is it's temporary. 
you know, it's not usually the power boost does not last forever. And so because it's temporary, that means that whoever you're fighting against or is using it will eventually go back to their regular state and sometimes a more weakened state because they're they've exhausted so much energy with this power boost that they're they're no longer able to kind of move so they're immobilized and and I, so i like that because power boost essentially like it's a balance you know if it sounds crazy because oh yes this person can become like amazingly strong but what is the criteria you know oh they can only be strong for five minutes or maybe they can only use this spell a certain amount of times like three times then that means that there's still an opportunity for it not to be a favorable a favorable result for them after using this uh, this booster right um then you have infinite ideas oh hey shout out to our brother ninth wonder comics in the building throws up the fire emoji hey, you, you, you love to see it hey that's family in the building right now i love it i love it um uh, but yeah you know uh, i would say hey if you are someone that enjoys reading comic books definitely make sure that you pay uh, Ninth Wonder Comics a visit because he has some spectacular shows with him and a lot of other members a part of the comic book community and I mean they do good work out there so if I definitely have the opportunity I'll try to throw up a link or something like that so y'all can check that out but, uh, but yeah you know when it comes down to power boost you know there are also infinite ideas and that's also something that I really really love when it comes down to this because Think about it. You know, someone could be really fast or maybe they have a, a booster that allows them to slow down time, right? And what type of possibilities that opens up, especially if that's a, a gift or a talent that they don't naturally have, but this temporary boost that they get uh, allows them to unlock an ability like that for a mere moment. And I think that that's just so dope that you could have this type of, aspect a part of these these shows and you know anything is is pretty much possible and i i honestly feel like that's the reason why some of our favorite action animes are so good because when you look at a series like um demon slayer for an example right you know they they have a, a kind of uh, energy that they call with their breathing techniques that they use, right? And with these breathing techniques that they have, of course, they have their own affinity, uh, whether it be water or fire or what, what have you. But depending on how good they are at this breathing technique, um, they're able to do a lot more damage, a lot more work and open up more possibilities. And if you really think about it, this is just another concept of what a power boost is right um and then lastly i'll say power boosts are good because they can be countered you know there's there's no such thing usually as a booster that could you know that happens and there's not something on the other end that can counter that play so for example when you look at a video game like pokemon for example like, yeah, you have some boosters, you have some moves that allow certain Pokemon to do specific things, uh, but guess what? There's counterplay to that 
Um, and sometimes the counterplay could literally be just switching out one of the other Pokemons and putting another Pokemon in. That's a whole different, uh, you know, class and type. And boom, that's your your counter. And whatever power boost that that uh, creature has, it doesn't even matter because, uh, you know, it's going to be ineffective against their enemy anyway. So, yeah, you know, uh, power boost. I feel like this is something that's always going to be explored and pretty much in any medium when it comes down to, uh, you know, action and your shonens and comic books and stuff like that. You know, I always smile heavenly upon, you know, when I see uh, this used. Uh, frequently so okay well hey you know i appreciate those that are listening especially if you are part of our dsp family wherever you get your bingo book podcast from uh this is the end of today's episode but hey if you are indeed watching our youtube twitch our Facebook live stream page right now hey stick around for our character analysis that is where i will be showing you a guest character that we'll be covering and you know, you'll be able to guess who that character is and then we'll rank their seven unique attributes uh, about that character. So I'm going to take a small, uh, I say two minute break just to take a bathroom, you know, maybe get some water and I'll be right back and we can get to it. You know?